We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We're joined right now, as we are every week, at 4.30 on a Wednesday by Brian Scalabrini. He joins us on the Harbor One Hotline. He's brought to you by Shaw's and Star Market, bringing people together around the joys of food, by John Sewer and Drain Cleaning, the name to know when your drains don't flow, and by Dr. Matthew Lepresti at Leonard Hair Transplant Associates, the hair doctor of Tommy Curran at 1-800-GET-HAIR. Scal, what's going on? Tommy Curran needs a jump shot doctor, according to yesterday. Does he? What? I he looked good yesterday, uh, now Scal. He, he shot it. He shot it well. Now, Scal, he I, shot it well. He, he was saying, I don't miss. That's what he said. Oh. I don't miss. He was being a little Grant you, Williamsy. A little too cocky. Yeah, I got two. I would make both of them. Yeah, they don't make so, all of them. So did I hear this right? You won You won this uh, this shootout yesterday? Is that correct? Yeah, I mean, I shot poorly and I won, so just go figure. But... <laughs> and he went first. I, I was too. really, I, I, being honest, I really was expecting to lose to Dana Barrows, and I would not have a problem with that at all. Dana did really didn't shoot the ball well, but the rest of them, I only got nervous when Kern had to, came up with a great strategy of going corner and then just like a little bit off of that uh-huh. for $1,000 each shot. In, in in retrospect, I wish I would have picked that strategy to stick. If I was a corner three point shooter, I'm like automatic from that. Well, spot. but you but you won either way. How would you grade? Uh, how would you grade Mego's uh, shooting form yesterday? It was tough. No, I don't understand the leg kick. <laughs> I understand. You know, you see, like go watch Devin Booker. He sticks his front leg out in front. I've never seen a reverse leg kick. I just don't know what to Scott, make. Scott, I explained this to you. I was trying to distribute my weight onto my front right foot. <laughs> I gotcha. Yesterday was yeah. tough for me. I wish we could all move beyond it, but everyone's so obsessed with me. I didn't hear a grade in there, though. Okay, well, how how would we how would we grade that? Well, I don't know. Like, like, I, is it? Are you a championship contender or? Are you, are you in the Wimbenyama sweepstakes? Are you in the Wimbenyama sweepstakes? You did, you did great. Mega you know, Wimbenyama. Guys, it's a good guys point. don't move the goalpost. I, you guys are the king and queen of moving the goalpost. No, 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 no. That's, uh, that's absolutely true. And I, uh, I wear that crown uh, uh, very, very proudly. So, Scal, while we're talking about grading things, uh, let's put a number on the, uh, the Celtics panic meter here. Uh, I'm at about a 10. Let's say 1 to 10. How panic should we 10? Yes. I mean... I'll ask you this question, right? You met somebody, that person bought and sold stocks, and they made you a billion dollars, and then they lost you a billion dollars. Would you be? Would you have confidence that they could do it again? Because to lose a twenty-eight point lead, you I'd be pretty one. pissed about losing the billion personally. But no, that's no, I understand. But what about you know? Like I'm saying, they clearly have the talent to do it, so it's just about maintaining it. My whole thing is never. I have I have a waiver on this team in three years from this standpoint. You guys want to play slow and dribble around? You're not going to be very good. Like the only like I look at Kevin Durant as the as the guy that could do that. Like I don't even like the Clippers when they walk the ball up the floor. They play isolation basketball. So I like I personally think like the Celtics when they're at their best are moving it. And I know they had that turnaround. It kind of looked like to me they were playing fast and moving the ball. And I don't know why when a team goes on like a 6-0 run or an 8-0 run, they just revert back to that old, like, playing style. It's not it – doesn't, that doesn't work unless Tatum is amazing and Brown. And sometimes they have games like that where they score 40 apiece. And I guess it could happen, but 
I just think when you're at your best, that ball is like flying around. They're pushing the pace. They're like using, they're maximizing what they have as a talent. But um, I don't know why they go away from that. Okay, so they're not moving the ball well. Uh, you've questioned. No, 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 no. They, they do. They do it sometimes for stretches. Yes, yeah, but they're yeah, not doing. They're yeah. not doing it consistently. I'm sorry. You've questioned what their identity is. I didn't hear a number in there. One to ten. We're, you're a one. We're not panicked at all. Uh, I'm not going to panic with the best team in the NBA in the regular season. So, oh, you, am I? You're, when you say panic, you mean, do I think they could still win a championship? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Are you worried about yeah. what the goal is this year, a championship? Yes. Yeah, I think like from a championship standpoint, I'd be like a two or a three. Okay, so low. Know? I think, and if, if the Bucks were just a normal team right now, I think everything would be fine. But the fact that they've won 19 of 20 makes it, maybe puts it up to a three. Scal, we've been talking about something that you brought up on TV the other night after the game, which was this team's identity struggling to find their identity at this point in the season. Last year, defense really became predominantly their identity. What would you like to see as their identity this year? Well, at the very beginning of the year, they chose to emphasize the offense, right? And that and that's fine. They were historic for I think about I think I think it was 6 weeks. They had like this historic offense where they were moving it. So, I'm okay with that. Like I'm okay with playing fast, you know, spreading the floor cracking people off the dribble multiple times in a possession. So I'm okay with that being your identity. Um, I don't, I don't need it to be what they were before, but you know, Rob Williams came back and they became a much better defensive team. And then they also defensive rebound percentage is number one in the NBA. So a great defensive rebound team, which is part of defense that can transition into playing faster. So I think that's what their identity should be. And they do it at times. And once again, if you just watch like the good teams around the NBA they're just a lot closer to 48 minutes than we are. That's it. That's like, if you want to know the difference when you watch the Bucks, the Bucks do the same thing, whether Giannis play, doesn't play, they just play the same way. They're going to spread you. They're going to space you. They're going to move you. They're going to cut you. That's pretty much what they do, and they replicate that. And sometimes they shoot the ball poorly, and they lose, or Lopez is in a funk, and they lose. Sometimes Giannis is in a funk, and they lose. Most of the time right now, they're winning these games, and that seems to be their identity. Our identity could be the same. I, th- I think we have better decision-makers and more guys to crack people off the dribble. So I would be fine with that if they can do that closer to 48 minutes. Scal, you look at the last couple of weeks and even the last couple of games, Donovan Mitchell, Emmanuel Quickly, uh, Mikhail Bridges, Miles Turner a couple weeks ago with the Pacers. It seems like almost every night there's some guy on the other team just killing this, the, uh, these guys uh, on offense. And I feel like last year when that was starting to happen in the first couple of quarters, they were much better at making adjustments. Why does it seem like they can't contain some of these stars and in some cases not even really stars in the league on a nightly basis anymore? I mean, that's twofold, right? Like last year, um, during their run, they were pretty much, they were Rob Williams and Al Horker were you know, relatively healthy. So defensively, they were a lot better. Um, and two, I just think they had more pride in their defense last year. I really believe that. I think, I think they took that identity somewhere middle of the season when they were 18 to 21, whatever. They hit rock bottom in whatever the game it was. I, I think it was the Portland game last year. And, um, I, and I think from that point on, they were like, we're going to be this, hard-nosed defensive team. So what's the difference when you watch, right? They come off the screen. The difference this year is that guy is like down the floor waiting for a guy. Last year, they come off the screen, and they're right into the body. It was an aggressive switch. What else is the difference? Well, I see their hands were up a lot more last year than this year. I, got, I thought deflections were up. I just thought they were 
way more active. And it felt like to me that there was a, just a, a, a lot more pride defensively than this year. So in the NBA where the margins are really, really small, like those couple things make a big difference. And it, I think that obviously you, you, you see like championship hangovers all the time. It does happen. And, but I just haven't seen like that team, that defensive hard nosed defensive team that we saw last year. And, to be honest with you, I didn't see it a lot during the playoffs, which is understandable. You're playing against really good teams, a lot more game planning going on. But um, I, I like to see a little bit more of that, like some wire-to-wire wins, not getting up and then blowing leads. I like to see more of that. And I think uh, defensively is, is taking the pride against those individual players. I think it was like it was a personal thing. This year doesn't seem like a personal thing. When you say a personal thing, that pride last year, do you think it originated from the coach, from the player? Like where did it sort of come from? Well, I, I, my personal opinion was Marcus Smart. I mean, if you could probably just look at the numbers, I, I thought he was unbelievable last year defensively, and I think he's, he's just been okay. I don't. I think uh, I do think he's an emotional leader of this team. I do think he's like people follow him, and I just thought his mindset last year was incredible. And, I, and he won Defensive Player of the Year because of it. So he was rewarded for that last year. And it's not an easy thing to do. It's hard at that position to, to win Defensive Player of the Year, and. Um, I think that there was a, a – and I think guys follow him. Like, he was great, and I thought Tatum looked at him and said, you know what, you're the best defensive I want to be the better defensive player. And I thought Brown looked at, at both those guys. Man, I'm better than both you guys defensively. And that's a really good competitiveness between, you know, um, between player and player or within a team. And I think they all took that pride. Guys coming off the bench would say, the same, you know, like, I, I don't want to let these guys down. I just thought there was this, like, a general – like, uh, more pride defensively than what I'm seeing this year. Scal, uh, Grant Williams in a kind of tough situation right now with his contract year and, you know, embarrassing display the other night. Uh, and then he had the DNP the week before. How does he get out of this funk that he's in right now? I think with this team, the only way to really get out of it is, uh, like, when guys are out, like, Rob Williams is going to miss some time. You just got to take advantage of those opportunities. and. You know, like, there is a little bit of humility of going to the coach and saying, all right, I know I'm not playing. I want to play well. I know – and you don't hide it, right? I say, I'm in a contract here, and I, I want to make a lot of money for myself and my family. What do I need to do to do that? And I'm sure the coach lays out three things. Here's what you got to do first. This is the, the main thing we want you to do. Second is that. And here's the third thing that we really want you to work on. And from there, you try to, you try to do that and you try to um, – like move forward and do the best job you can. I don't think that like Joe will ask him to do something he can't do. And I think like, he's got to kind of look at it. Like, what do I need to do to be better? And I think, and when you're in a contract year and you have all this depth and people are playing and you get a DMP and you're not playing well, it's not easy. There's no gifting minutes on the Boston Celtics anymore. You, you go out there. If you're not Tatum Brown, you're, you're, you have to go out there and you have to earn everything you get. And that's, I think Grant and I think Peyton Pritchard's realizing that. I think that, um, you know, like Sam Hauser, who shot the ball really well at the beginning of the year, he's, he's realizing that. There's nothing given here if you're not uh, Jason Tatum or, or uh, Jalen Brown. All right, he's Brian Scalabrini. Celtics have dropped three in a row. They try to right the ship against the Portland Trail Blazers tonight before going out west. Scal joins us each and every Wednesday at 4.30. Scal, thanks so much. We'll talk to you next week. Sounds good. All right, Brian Scalabrini, as all our guests, joins us on the Harbor One Hotline, and he said uh, their uh, their pride in their defense is lacking this year. 
compared to last season. All of that very interesting. We can revisit some of this in the final hour, but on the way next, Megan Ottolini and Meg Splaining. Jones and Meg go return after this on WEEI. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.